Sedescent Farming is all about precision and efficiency, ensuring every seed, every drop of water, every nutrient and treatment counts. TerraPlex Ag is helping farmers all over Iowa and the Midwest do just that. With precision ag drone technology and support from TerraPlex, you'll boost your productivity and make timely and informed decisions, all while reducing your costs and increasing your profit. It's time to revolutionize your farming. Harvest the benefits with TerraPlex Ag. What's up, Williams and Bloom Sunday here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We are presented, as always, by our friends at the MacDyne Corporation Enabling Discovery. Go to MacDyne.com. That is M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Check out everything that they have to offer in the technology space, but also they're looking for workers. They're looking for former Cyclones who are still Cyclones. Iowa State alum. They love getting engineers from Iowa State. They love getting really, you can do anything for a company the size of MacDyne for what they do. If you want to improve your life and maybe venture out, M E C H D Y N E dot com. We are, as always, in the Wild Rose Casino studios and fueled by our friends at Cody Road, some of the best bourbon. Shout out to the ladies who tagged me in bloom. On Twitter yesterday, they were having a ladies weekend, is what they called it, and they made sure to be stocking up on their Irish cream and uh, had it with their coffee before heading to Hilton Coliseum yesterday. Brent Bloom joins me here as we are on the we're on the stream um, because th- this is the time of year we, we've we've listened to you guys. The numbers for this show are are through the roof right now you guys are consuming this stuff and i completely understand why and many of you like this on youtube as well so we are giving you that probably until the end of march madness at least and then you got to cut me and bloom some slack in the summer when the kids are home <laughs> we'll probably be getting back together on sunday nights uh nonetheless uh great sunday here it was like 70 Crazy. degrees wild uh, I enjoyed watching Iowa State wrestling beat up on Missouri today. That was fun. David Carr's final match in Hilton Coliseum finished 67-0 and in duels during his career. And the one guy who's kind of been his kryptonite was the Missouri guy who was supposed to be there, O'Toole, and he didn't show up today because he had the flu. So they will meet in a couple weeks in Tulsa. Very much looking forward to that one. How are you today, Bloom? What's going Did on? He- did he actually have the flu, or was that? Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I I asked some questions. Um, shout out to my good buddy Charlie McKenna. Uh, Charlie was a he's a huge wrestling fan, and he he did a little investigating for me. Apparently, he didn't go to the you and I duel on Friday okay. night either. He didn't travel, so I I don't I don't know. Who knows? Right? Just, Who knows? It, I don't know. Again, that's what I'm, sucks about wrestling, though. That yeah, they, these duels don't correct. even matter. They're just I'm like, a, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna punt. Don't don't. I am far from um, a fanatical wrestling person, but for a sport that could use just extra eyeballs, why are we not? Again, maybe that maybe the kid was sick. Okay, but it just seems well, like, like half their team was. They had like eight guys out. All right, well then may, maybe there's something there, but it just seems like this happens too often in wrestling. Where and I know injuries are more prevalent in wrestling than other sports because it's super physical. I get it, but gosh, it would have been nice to for da- David Carr's senior day to be able to have two of the best. Oh. I mean, now you got to just wait till Tulsa, I guess. But it just seems like that happens way too often without knowing it all that. Does injuries. no good point. All right. Um, 
again, we're presented as always well, by you Matt know those Dine. those ladies should have just invited us to go hang out with them. I don't kind know about the same thing. What the deal with that is, but that's okay. Thank you for uh, thank you for tagging us at least. Shout out to them. That that was that was cool. We like we like seeing that. That was that was fun too. Uh, bump into when I was at Hilton Coliseum yesterday, which was a weird day. Uh, I, I, I'm not like I'm not down on the team at all. In fact, it was we said all week like to be an 18 point favorite in this league like just seems insane. Like I I understand that's what the data pointed at. I will say this about West Virginia: they don't have bad players. Like they. They've got individual pieces. This interim coach, I think, is probably struggling to put all that together. It's hard to be an interim coach. I get it. Um, Iowa State didn't play well at all. Their defensive rotations were really bad in the first half. They really weren't bad offensively uh, throughout the whole game. They're pretty efficient for the most part. It was just a dead atmosphere. The yeah, team it was felt just dead. It one just of those games. every everything was just blah on Saturday, and you still come away with a seven point win. So, I like my takeaway, Bloom, is that at least so West Virginia comes and takes that fifty one fifty lead. Yeah, Iowa State kind of flips a switch at that point, and is that ideal? No, but it's nice to have the ability to flip the switch, right? And you're just a lot better than that team, and then Iowa State goes on a 14-0 run, and the game's over. I think you know, and that's that was the biggest takeaway. So, so two two parts of that. Uh, number one, yeah, you get down, and it, it actually felt a lot like that K State game in Hilton back in January, where you don't play well at all. But, yeah. And Iowa State didn't play well in the first half either. It just had enough to get by, and you really played poorly, honestly, for ten minutes in the second half. TJ had Gilbert in foul trouble, which didn't help because Gilbert's kind of the, you know, he's the emotional guy. He'll get everybody going. But he also had Rob Jones and Trey King on the bench, and both those guys, I would say, were not playing well for the first 30 minutes of the game. But it was interesting. If you go back and watch the TV broadcast, TJ pulls both Trey and Rob when they're on the bench, and when I say it's down one, and, and you, you could tell he was lit into him really good, like, uh, gentlemen. Yeah. If you want to protect your senior year, you do not lose this game to West Virginia. Trey comes in, immediately makes a post move, gets a basket. Rob makes a steal, gets the the court-to-court layup, and it went from down one to up eight really fast. And that was a very mature response from those two individuals, but also good to see that you know, TJ was not happy. You could tell TJ was was pretty upset oh, at that point. Even but. with like two, three minutes to go in the first half, he – that was as animated as I've seen him towards the team all he year. Could, I think everyone could sense it. Like, I would say just didn't have the juice, and that's going to happen. It's a long season. Uh, but where this team is different than maybe last year, I mean, honestly, in a lot of respects, that Iowa State effort was somewhat like the game against Pittsburgh. It's just you have way more options to fire people up and bring people off the bench to help you. And I thought the Pav dog, Pavletsky, came in, and was a huge spark, and somebody I would say did not have last year. If your starters weren't good last year, you didn't have it. Uh, but I would say was able to get Gilbert in foul trouble, and still Pavletsky came in and played great, and I think he won the game. I mean, his energy and his, his, his shot-making changed the game completely, and that's a luxury Iowa State did not have. So now, back to your point, Iowa State has the ability to flip a switch which last year it didn't. If it wasn't going good, it wasn't going good. I think, you know, at times yesterday it wasn't going good, 
but Iowa State was able to switch the mojo around by bringing other people in, and that's a huge luxury to have. And, you know, if they're playing Baylor or, or Houston, they don't win that game, and even in Hilton. Thankfully, it no. was West Virginia, and well, uh, and Iowa State got it done. May not have beaten Oklahoma yesterday. No, I, I, I mean, I just, you know, I would say it was just a step slow, and I, you could see it coming. They were due for one of those, but you had enough, and ultimately, at the end of the day, Sure, Ken Palm dropped a little bit, but it's not it's not going to impact you really at all. And I got to—I mean, West Virginia played hard in that second half too. And you're right; uh, those three, their three are really good. They just have nothing beyond that. Yeah, and, they, and Edwards, they've got three guys who could play for anybody in the league. But then, no question, you get down to their seven and eight guys, and it's pretty rough. Well, and it's so it's interesting if you look at their trajectory this year. They unloaded in the portal, like literally, just you know, unloaded dollars trying to win one in what was supposed to be Huggins' swan song. Well, remember what happened to Huggins. Mm-hmm. A couple of those guys left. They kept three of them, and those are the three that they still have. They were chasing national championship in April. I mean, that mm-hmm. was the thought for those guys, and clearly it hasn't worked out. They're going to have to figure out what they're going to do. That guy's not going to get the full-time job, I'm pretty sure. They got no. an inter- interesting situation for West Virginia, but all that being said, they do have three – high-level Power 5 basketball players that played pretty well in Creesa, Edwards, and uh, Battle. But they just, man, there are times where they just don't try on defense. And thankfully, Iowa State had enough. And you you survive. You're still only a game out of first place and sets up another great week where Iowa State's going to be probably favored in a couple of games. I love Battle. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the entire Big 12. He's... uh... He's a neat kid. Um, yeah, let's look. We'll do our Whipple's Hybrids Big 12 segment coming up. I want to make sure and talk about the women's game last night. I know Bloom was there. Um, looking ahead just real quick at this weekend's game. So we got Baylor on the road at TCU for Big Monday. So that's that's one that we'll keep an eye on. Yep. yep. Uh, BYU at Kansas Tuesday is somewhat interesting. Cincinnati at Houston's probably not going to be much of one. Um, and then we'll look into Saturday where Houston's got a road trip to Oklahoma. So you're, you're really Houston's going to have to get upset. Kansas goes to Baylor next weekend there. Um, you, you put yourself in a, in a puncher's chance. The conversation yeah. I want to have with you. Yep. So I sat next to Jerry Palm during what? the game. Yes. Jerry Palm was in Ames. Why? Uh, him and his wife. He was. He's a great guy, by the way. Like phenomenal. No. Oh, he's fantastic. I. I. I, I, I don't. Him. I don't believe it. He's great. You have a you way have... of make. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. C Dub has a way of making friends with the enemy, and I don't. I'm not Jerry sure about Palm this. isn't the enemy. We. Oh no, the real ones know. Like go back like 12 years. <laughs> oh, don't he worry. Per- Me and a member of a, a select member of the Iowa State Athletic Department, and I. I won't. Na- I won't release his name. But we were discussing. 2012 or 13 or whatever yes. year that was. He purposely yeah. buried Iowa State because Iowa State fans got pissed. <laughs> and they and they drove okay. traffic. I okay, swear, here's my. I, I swear ro- that that happened. Think whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> Point is, the guy is better on brackets and stuff than we are. Okay. So I'm so, asking him. I got I'm like, okay. Jerry. Um, Jerry. What is have Iowa State right now? Well, he's got him as a three seed going to Pittsburgh. All right. And he thinks Omaha is going to be a lot harder for Iowa State than we do. Why? Because of so I asked him the question. So like everybody's talking about Memphis or Baylor in in Omaha. Yep. And he was explaining to me, here's the problem, Chris, is that Memphis is the closest site for like 
a ton of these teams. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anyone in the southern, eastern portion of the country wants Memphis. Sure. sure. You know, Houston wants Memphis. There's a, there's a ton of them. All those SEC yeah, Houston, schools. Houston will be in Memphis. So he was explaining to me that, you know, that a lot of these teams, like the second best one for them who are seated above Iowa State right now. Now, this could change, right? If Iowa State wins out, this this is all of like this happens as of today, right? Yeah. His point was a lot of those second best one is, is Omaha. So when you're a three seed and right, he kind of explained it to me. He's like, it's life is a three seed. Like you want your, you want your spot, but you almost need to get into that two line to be assured. I agree. Anything. So I left that thinking there's less uh, Omaha is still very possible. If you bought your tickets, like I'm not telling you you're screwed. I think it's very possible. And and yesterday helped in that regard because Baylor lost to Houston. Yeah, and I think Baylor will lose maybe twice more. Yes, I, and I'm higher on Baylor than you are. I just, I still think that they have a ceiling and whatever. I, I guess my point is when it comes to this conversation that keeps getting brought up onto my Twitter feed, and I can't believe we're having it. Maybe I'm just the old man now, but these people who are saying to me, "Oh, I'd rather go to Omaha than than win the Big 12. and like I think that's asinine. Like I, I don't understand it. I don't understand that mindset. This is like a once every twenty year thing for yeah, Iowa no, State I mean, to you, be in this situation. You try and win the damn conference. You try and win the conference. I, I, I totally understand. Now, I, being in Omaha is a huge advantage too. And so ultimately, if you're one of those that only judges the success of the season, if you make an elite eight or better, then you probably, honestly, see that probably prefer Omaha instead of winning the conference. But there are. The issue and this was with, all in reference to real quick the Baylor who do you root for game. Houston. Yeah, yeah and I, Houston. I was that was I, where it all came. Okay, from. I agree. I was rooting for Baylor because even tying for a conference just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen very often. So yes, however, I do understand the Omaha sentiment, and now I feel better because Baylor lost and Iowa State will be in Omaha. And Creighton, well, Creighton lost too. I mean, a lot of teams lost yesterday, which Creighton honestly, can't go there. I know they can't, but you. You're starting to see now. It it Palm's seems like point was this that the teams in the southern area yes. that their second closest that is, if they're seated higher than Iowa State would get that over Iowa got, State. I mean, do they? I would like to. Maybe we should ask Jamie. Is it is it as simple as the closest goes? Because if I'm 20 miles difference, like okay, let's say you're. Uh, let me get yeah, find an example here. You know, you, you know, I'm going here. Like, yeah, I know what you uh, mean. Yeah, if you're in North Carolina, okay. And you go to Memphis, but you're also not that far from Pittsburgh either, or Indianapolis, honestly, when you're in North Carolina. I and mean, that's probably a bad example. I'm not great at geography. It's a lot different of being that different than what Iowa State would be from Omaha to Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I honestly, I don't know if there's any wiggle room at all, or is it just purely a numbers game? Do they just hop on the Google Maps and they say, hey, what's the distance between I don't know. Chapel Hill and Pittsburgh? Because if that's the case, yeah, Iowa State might be up against it. But I still... For one, I know Iowa State's non-conference schedule was garbage, and it worked to an extent. But it seems like they're getting penalized for that right now, which because the, the the non-conference strength of schedule is three fifty. I still don't quite understand why Kansas really is bad. ahead of ahead of Iowa State. Yeah. You know, they played a game. Iowa State won the game. Iowa State's going to finish ahead of them in the Big Twelve. If Kansas ends up a two and Iowa State a three, that's interesting to me. Because this whole Omaha conversation is centered on the fact that Kansas will be in Omaha. And so you're fighting for that other spot. 
and they both could be there for sure. But then that other those other factors come into play, like a Marquette, like a whoever else in those so southern teams. Kansas, this the re- Kansas has a tough schedule the rest of the way. It, it does, and I think that I think self might tank. So I think Iowa State maybe. So they've got BYU at home, which they're going to be a six Double point digit. favorite. I don't know. Ken Palm has be. them favored by four. Really, but that's I, it. If McCuller's not going to play, yeah. Did he play yesterday? I even no. Watched he didn't game. play yesterday, and they still oh. killed Texas. So I heard on that game real quick. Self more or less told us he's not playing again the rest of the regular. Season. Oh, really? Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. That that, that that's helpful. He uh, didn't. So that, he didn't make it matter of fact, but it. If you're reading between the lines, that's what you. So come away with. honestly, not a bad move because he's going to play in the NCAA tournament, and then the committee can say, "Hey, well, the only reason they lost those games, they didn't have McCuller." Good point. So Kansas has BYU at Baylor, Kansas State at home, and then at Houston. Yeah, I think they're, they're going two and two. Yeah. Iowa State should jump them because Iowa State's going to be a two, three game lead in the conference. So that would be the scenario to get Iowa State to Omaha. 100%. 100% in it. Iowa State wins out. They're in great. I don't think Iowa State will win out. Luch and I were talking about this yesterday. I think that's really hard. They're going to be favored in every game. I know, but I mean, that Kansas State game, I don't know. They're going to lose one of those road games or well, BYU. I, I, I just may, I, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, clearly, I hope I'm wrong. I just, could you really, they're going to go 14 and four? I know. That's pretty, I, like, I mean, I'm you just, would win. Just saying. And if you're going to go 14 and four, you damn well better get a share of the Big 12. That's yeah, all please I'm tie. Please tie yes. at that point. Because that's an uh, incredible mark. Unbelievable. If, if you go 14 and four in the Big 12, you're a two seed. Like, there's no way around it, right? 14, 14 and you got to be for the best. Yes. Come yes. on. You Come have on. to be. You got to be. If Iowa State wins out, they better be a two seed, or I'm sending a strongly worded memo to Charlie Baker. Really? Yeah. A strongly sure worded memo. Do people send memos anymore? Or is that just an email? I'm not even sure. Uh, but no, I think 14 could and be, uh, they're the same thing. <laughs> 14 and four would be great. And uh, I, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're still in a really good position. And I think Houston's interesting. I mean, they got an interesting schedule as well, but they tried to blow it yesterday. I credit them in overtime because they stepped up. You know, Baylor, Baylor get, took a run. If Misi makes a free throw, I was just tired for the conference right now. Man. But yeah, Misi, man, he's he's pretty freaking good too. He I, is. Yeah, he's a he's but, a really dude, nice player. It's unbelievable. So here's what I was just going to bring up: Iowa State, if it wins out, would finish the last part of the season fourteen and two in the Big Twelve. Well, I mean, man, like, and that's or, where thirteen and thirteen, whatever it's thirteen and three. Little repetitive here. I, I had the same conversation with Hassel on two guys named Chris. Uh, we recorded on Sunday, but like these these seasons are there's always like peaks and valleys and and Iowa State really hasn't had that. Like they started slow, but once the Big Twelve, like they've played well in almost every game. Like the BYU game, they didn't, but that it's a weird game. The Oklahoma game, the Oklahoma game to start the conference year. Like to me. It was kind of like these newcomers getting their feet wet. Like they responded really well. They haven't played either the Baylor loss. They're right there. Houston loss. You're right there. They haven't played bad. You so, could argue the worst they played since BYU was yesterday. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. That is. I don't, I think that's a fact. 
Don't you? I yes, because I thought I thought I would say a couple of worse outings were against K State and and West Virginia at home. Thankfully, you won both of them. So now the attention turns to Wednesday because I I'll give you glass half full, glass half empty, glass half full is wake up call against West Virginia crowds better players more energy night game these you know everybody's fired up you go see see Oklahoma and the last visit to Ames by the yes. way all that stuff and you kick their ass or and we have seen this and I, I'm a believer in this that when you defend the way Iowa State does you do get tired it, it, it's we have seen both Otzelberger teams now a lot more depth on this one I know but they have had little stinkers at the end of February the last sure. couple of years. Are, sure. are we at that point where on Saturday you're just a lot better than? And, and maybe that will be the case on Wednesday night too. I don't know. But this could be a little dip for this team before you get into March. It's possible. Well, and the other part is Oklahoma's fighting for its sensibly tournament life. Yeah, you're going to get I a game. There. And Porter Mosier's trying to get any job that's not Oklahoma. So he's yeah. trying to impress too. And they, 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 oh man, they, they, just fought off Oklahoma State yesterday in overtime. Double they're, overtime, I believe. It, it, so that's it. They're 37 in net. I mean, they're nets, they're, excuse me, 37 in Ken Palm. Nets about the same. They are firmly on the bubble. Whatever Oklahoma has, they're spending it on Wednesday night. You're going to get a great effort. Mosier's guys play hard normally. They need this one. Obviously, they better be ready to go. Uh, Oklahoma beat them in Ames last year. So this will be interesting. I, it's one of those games where I think Iowa State will be a eight point favorite or so, but I, I'd be nervous. I mean, just because Oklahoma literally has everything to play for. I think Iowa State has a lot to play for, but Oklahoma's motivation, if they don't win this, uh, the chances for them get a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming up on Wednesday night and then Central Florida on Saturday, which they just beat Texas Tech at home. UCF is a a bit of a enigma in this in this league. They can beat anybody, and they can it's certainly our team lose Hold to on. anybody. Everett has some thoughts on the game. Oh, Everett Bloom uh, making his debut on the podcast. What's up, Ev? What do you think the score of the Oklahoma game is going to be on Wednesday? 80, Eighty-eight to seventy. Iowa State wins. Okay, we're by eighteen. We're by eighteen. All right, thank you, Everett. Yes. Well done, yeah, say, kid. Say bye, say bye to the fr- the fans. Well done, Everett. See you, brother. Okay, can you close the door. Eighty-eight seventy. Uh, Ken Palm would like that offensive output. If they could. <laughs> we, Vegas likes the over. Apparently, <laughs> pretty good. Oh, Theo wants we'll, to uh, say hi. Hi, Theo. There's Theo too, and the oh, dog. Theo's I'm sorry. In the house. All right, welcome you're good, to, brother. Family show. In 2024. Okay, bye. Buddy. It's a it's a family show. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to thank some of our great sponsors who allow us to do what we do here on the Psycho and Fanatic Podcast Network. One of them is my good buddy, Jeff Kelderman, down there at, in Oskaloosa at Kelderman Manufacturing. They also support We Will. If you are an engineer out there and you're looking for laser cutting services, I would encourage you to go to Kelderman.com. Support this local company, and they're going to do a better job for you than anybody else out there. I promise you that I've been down to Kelderman's and uh, they do a hell of a job. Shout out to them, Kelderman.com. Also, my main man, Colin Newell, easy peasy. I had an issue on you know, loading up the new insurance last week. Not a big one. Not a big one. One little okay. text, bada boom, taken care of. 
He handed me the football just like he snapped at the Brock Purdy for so many years. Although I did not have to touch his rear end, which was pleasant. But Colin Newell can help you save thousands of dollars on your insurance with our friends at Farm Bureau Financial Services. Colin Newell, 1L. Just Google it. It's the easiest way to do it. Colin Newell, Farm Bureau Financial Services. His pretty little picture will pop right up and you can talk to him. Also, a friend, uh, shout out to our friends at the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. I saw our friend Michelle on Saturday. Her hey, and came yeah. by and popped awesome. over and uh, said hi to me. That was great to see them. They were enjoying the Iowa State butt whooping of West Virginia. The Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. I'll be making a donation to them with our friends at the Foundation for Forever True Day coming up. Hey. And I would encourage you all to do the same. Did you know, by the way, that if you wanted to, you want to establish the Chris Williams scholarship through the foundation, it's actually very cost reasonably priced for those who. Why would anybody want to do a Chris Williams scholarship? What do you? you, So you could you so you could. This is the cool part with scholarships. A lot of people don't know this. You can get what's called an expendable scholarship, meaning you give a scholarship for as long as there's funds in the account, and the minimum for that is twenty five hundred dollars a year for five years. So you could potentially give a scholarship seat up to your favorite journalism student, and it could be the Chris Williams Broadcasting Excellence Scholarship. I want to do this. <laughs> it's for, a lot of people think, "Oh, that's hundreds of." No, you can get your you can name a scholarship for twenty five hundred dollars a year. Let's go, and it's a great way to give back and feel like you can mentor somebody as well. FYI, there you go. Very cool. Thank you for sharing. Iowa State women kicked BYU's butt on Saturday night. All right, Bloom, you were there. I watched it on TV. Great atmosphere. Everything you would expect from Hilton Coliseum on a Saturday night. Where are we at on the on the bubble watch now? Because they they they're two for two. This was Operation Get Three of Four. Two and zero. You still feel the same way? Still feeling good? I, I feel great. I feel great. You are definitely on the right side of the bubble, everybody, for now. Now, you get uh, two more, Operation 3 or 4, still ongoing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you get to go to K-State. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. However, That's K-State. Wednesday night, 6.30 tip in Manhattan. We got the crossover effect, which is a bummer. Um, I thought Iowa State played its best game of the year against BYU. Completely dominated. Didn't turn the ball over. Emily Ryan looked awesome, which was so cool to see. Because she's obviously, I mean, she's been dealing with uh, some injury stuff, but you know, hasn't quite been a hundred percent still. I thought she played great, just phenomenal. Audie Crooks was dominant as expected, sets the Iowa State freshman scoring record, which is incredible considering all the people that have come before her. And give me a give me some kudos to Hannah Bellinger, dude. Who I love not, Hannah. Dude does great. not get enough credit. She, the she's way so she just, clutch. She just she's handles so her business. clutch. Yeah, just, Every time they need her to make a shot, she comes through. She is just one of those players. It's like you just feel better when she's on the floor because she does the th- the right things all the time. Never, never really you know causes issues. She's been a solid defender. I think that was the question coming in. So she was really good. And I'm I just I love this team. I think it's it's got a chance. I know you're gonna be you're still in the bubble. You're not gonna be a high seed. But when when Crooks and Brown and, and Jackson's making shot with Bellinger and Ryan and that leadership, I think this team is, you know, it's not a top five good, but it, it can compete with just about anybody. So, get, you know, roll it out there and see what happens. And they go to K-State. K-State lost today to Kansas. So they're going to be smart a little bit. And then, you know, Operation 3 of 4, Cincinnati at home to wrap it up that'll on be, Saturday. 
hell of a game Wednesday night because that game got pretty chippy uh, that we it saw did. in Hilton a couple weeks ago. That one, uh, that one player for Kansas State took the cheap shot at Emily. Yeah, the, and, the kick. She did the kick. Yeah. She kicked and the you ball. know Emily will have a huge crowd there. Uh, Bellinger will have a huge crowd there. There's a lot of uh, Iowa State connections down there in that state. So, yeah, I I'd like to actually get. I can't, but I'd love to get down to Manhattan. I think that'll be a really fun game, and th- they're one of those crowds that's really started to support women's basketball, yeah, and it's not. Sure. You know that'll be that'll be fun. I I hate the crossover game. It just sucks. So, so here, no, no, no doubt. And I, you know, we, we kind of get used to it at this point, but gosh, it's worth mentioning. Bill Fenley's teams always seem to get better this time of year, mm-hmm. which is a credit to that entire staff. I mean, how many years in a row? It's like, man, I would say it's playing its best basketball at the end of February. And this team had a freshman wall for sure. But see, it's funny. See, we had operation three or four. They literally, they printed posters out for their entire team. So it's a four game season. So they had the same mentality of like, hey, we've done – okay, your four games left, finish. Finish, finish, finish. And this team has done that. And I thought the freshmen had an, another level of exuberance this week at Houston and at home against BYU. And it seems like Iowa State's playing really good basketball right now. And I'm, I think, you know, they, they should be favored against Cincinnati at least on Saturday and uh, win that one. And I don't know if you're going to have to win a game in the Big 12, but you're definitely not going to have to play on the first day, which is great. Looks like Cincinnati, so they've lost uh, four of five, and they play Baylor Tuesday, so they'll probably lose that game. They were, they're they looking at coming into Hilton at five and 12 in the, in yeah. the league, so you're going to be a pretty significant favorite over that it's, team. Yeah, it's a, it's a game you can't afford to lose. Let's just, I mean, you lose that game. No, it's, just, you, it's the same game as Saturday night was. Correct, correct. You just got to keep taking care of business, and if you do that, I mean, Baylor – uh, or Baylor beat West Virginia kind of surprisingly yesterday on the road. So now I would say it's only a game behind West Virginia in the standings and has the tiebreaker on them. So, I mean, you might be able to get into a top five seed in the Big 12 tournament as well. And rem- reminding people they're not playing at the same time. I had a conversation with somebody uh, this week. so much. And it's so you, if you want to go see the women, and I, 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 you know, I think I'm. I love this team so much. I'm doing a. I think I'm going to do a double roadie. I think I have. To. I think at least, at least for the gate day of the game for the women. I'll go down with you. All right. I yeah, just love this. I love this group. Like I really do. I think, well, if they win their first, if they get into the semis, I'm going to do this for sure. Where I think I'm going to go down and just extend my men's stay later, and I'm just going to live out of a hotel for a week. There you go. I mean, because I don't. Connor's going down there for us for sure because of our our friends at Caliber Iowa. They sponsor all of our coverage. We appreciate them. So we, we'll be covering the the women for sure. But I I, I got a credential too, just because it's like if they're in the semis, like I'm I'm or the quarters even. Like I mean, I, yeah, I'd and, like to get down there. Well, and I'll say I think I think this tournament's wide open. Like I, the entertainment factor too. for the women's tournament is going to be great because I don't know if there's an elite team right now. Oklahoma and Texas are playing very well. K-State's been okay. Um, West Virginia had time has been the best team in the conference and Iowa State too. So this isn't like years past where it was a, a you know coronation for Baylor. And honestly, it's going to be kind of fun. I, I, I loved Memorial, but just seeing the seeing the women get the big stage at Sprint Center right there. I, want Power that. I mean, I think it'll be cool. I do think what it'll be they cool. need to do. I, I've been thinking a lot about this. Why can't they do like a city? Maybe it's hotels too. I don't know. 
Why can't they do a citywide Big 12 tournament, much like now the Summit League only has eight eight schools. So this is a very different as far as accommodating all these student athletes and support staff right. and all this stuff. But like to me, it because how they do the Phil Knight out in Portland's the same way where they have like three gyms going. Yeah. Why couldn't you just yeah. split it up? Like I put the freaking men's Tuesday night games in Memorial and let the women have sprint center. Yeah. Like why do the put the men in Memorial, put the bad men's games there. I don't care. And then like, let's, because that's how they that's do good. it. That's in, interesting. Yeah. That's how they do it in Sioux Falls because they have Sanford arena and then they have the new one. And it doesn't matter if they're men or women. They put the good matchups in the big arena. And like to me, like you can figure that out. And it would be better for everybody. Yeah, because I'd, I'd give me I'd rather watch uh Iowa State Baylor women's game than a Cincinnati well UCF. I've been enough game. I've been to enough of these um Wednesday night games in the prior Big 12 tournament, the 10 team league one. There's nobody at those games in Sprint Center on I guess it's called T Mobile now. I, I'm old school. But my point is, I'd rather yeah. it's the same thing I've said about the women's tournament forever. I'd rather watch those games in Memorial. Give me the small minor league baseball stadium over the big one if nobody's going to be there. For the good women's games, when you get to the quarters and the semis, put them in T-Mobile. I'm fine with that Like that, because people are going to go to those games. My you, point is, I've been to these things in Dallas before when they did it. And, yeah. And, it's not a good atmosphere for anybody. I, no, I, I I agree. I I do think and women's basketball, and you've been saying this, you know, for the past couple of years, it's catching on fast. Absolutely. I think so. Let's get as many people in town I, for that tournament as possible. Totally agree. Show it off. So let's and I and I understand oh, the whole thing. Well, we need it equitable for the arena, and I agree with that. But split it up. I'm I, not saying I, favor the men. Split I, it up. Right. I th- so I think there there's a great point. I just. I'm I'm really curious as far as the NCAA tournament, the numbers the women are going to get this year relative to the men's tournament. Um, I just think it's it's catching fast. Uh, you guys may not believe it's just look at the number. It's catching on fast. And sure, if I could buy group, stock in one sport right now, that would be it. It's either basketball. that or honestly that or volleyball. I mean, volleyball is, is softballs. Give them some right. love too. softball yeah, I, people are watching. I and I actually watched. It's, I've, I watched some of the Iowa State softball game this morning. Again, it's nice to have. You know, as we kind of get in this crossover season, it's great. I just had that on on the, on the monitor. It was great. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, but yeah, I know. I think it's interesting. I don't know how quickly they can change that, but I just it's going to be disappointing if Iowa State's playing a game. And I know Iowa State fans will will be there, but it's just that that tournament's going to be great and i'm just not sure the fan support's going to be there relative to the quality of basketball and you saw and again it's Caitlin Clark's a big reason why but the big 10 sold out it's 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 a women's tournament this week which is great i think that that's a great thing uh, i i think the big 12 quality is is just as good in a lot of ways so i hope even in t-mobile that they get the support and if you're an iowa state fan and you're on the fence i encourage you go and that's why i i mean i Shoot, we'll go there, get a beer in the Power and Light, get a beer at at T Mobile. It's gonna be yeah. It's, it's actually, actually, I'm I, the more I think about it, it'd be really exciting because I just we're doing the, it. The, and one other thing, while we're on this topic, you're gonna get me on a rant here. The quality and the the lack, the, the efficiency of the women's game is just was way better right now. In that, 
I went to the Iowa State BYU game, had my two kids. That thing got over in an hour and 39 minutes. It was incredible. And I don't know. And again, those two teams, I would say, are more. I don't finesse is not a bad word in this, but more skilled. They don't. They didn't call a lot of fouls. They're not super physical like some of those teams. But it was nice to be able to get done and get out of Hilton by seven forty, and be home by eight ten. Like that men's game wouldn't have been over yet by the time we got home. Like the fourth quarter, the foul situation of the women is so much better. Because what drags down the men's game right now is these teams get what you've talked about it all year. These officials come out in the second half and say, we got to clean it up. And teams get in the bonus in the first six minutes, and it's just it's so pulling bad. teeth. So, And in their, in their defense, those Big 12 men's officials. I don't blame the officials. It's a hard job. Yeah. But at least those with teams the quarters, are just fighting. It resets at that 10 minute mark, and you start yeah. over. And then you get, and honestly, it's not just because Iowa State is terrible at one and ones, it seems. One and ones, it, it doesn't seem to make sense as much anymore. I, I like getting to 10,000. Damon Lipsy's gotten to you, hasn't he? <laughs> I just, I'm hoping the stress, Damon, the one and ones, those one and ones, the one and one stress is too much for me right now. I can't handle it. And then it just takes too long. Last, last point I'd make. And I'd love for somebody, if it's logistics on hotels and catering or whatever, okay. But the way the Summit League does it, and again, eight schools instead of however, 14. 14. But that T-Mobile's not being used during the day of the men's semis. Play the women's semis during the day. Or the men's during the day and give the women the night spot. I don't care. Whatever your television. There's got to be a better way. There's just there has be a better to be. Way. Yep. And and play and then place a play men's quarterfinals at Memorial. I I don't even care. Yep. And if I'm, I don't know. If I'm Kansas City, and I want to keep this tournament, I'm going to dump some more money into Memorial and modernize the thing a little bit. It's like a damn dungeon in there. Yeah, that's the problem. Is it, it's it's just I I enjoy it from the. Does Kemper even exist now? There's there's yeah, got to be a so, third arena you know, in Kansas City here, somewhere where we can play some games. This is crazy for you Iowa Staters out there. So the old Kemper Arena, right? Yeah. Uh, an Iowa State alum actually bought that building and turned it into an event space. He's a College of Design alum. Great dude, hmm. by the way. Um, and and turned it into all sorts okay. you can do it's, it's all sorts of stuff now. I know that because they have lower end like pro wrestling events every once in a while at that spot. Yeah, it's I've, now called the High V Arena. Okay. Try to get saying I, Yeah. To me, They're, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Kansas City does such a great job and they care, but I just we can do better. In and, and the women put them I'm not saying uh oh, dump okay, if 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 Memorial's that big of a deal, and it seems like it is, there's been a lot of people complain about it. Split it up. Make the men play half their games there. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, so many logistics that I don't know about. I, I understand that. but Real quick. I, Kemper, they're ruining this. Kemper was redone by a gentleman by the name of Steve Fouch, who is um, has been very supportive of Iowa State over the years. A great guy. Great yeah. guy, Steve. Bloom knows his Iowa State donors very well. <laughs> He's a good dude. For what it's worth, that was our Wiffles Hybrids Big 12 segment, too. Yeah, because I, we've I, already hammered. We've done everything Big 12. Wiffles Hybrids, Plants right. Independence. I was given um, our neighbor, 
Megan, I was talking to her today when we were yeah. watching. She's a horticulturist. <laughs> Be careful now. What? Horticulture. You make sure you said she's a horticulturist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Okay. Um, God. <laughs> we're talking about this weather. And I'm like, and she's telling me, she's like, yeah, I'm a little worried that all these farmers are going to get a little too get too nuts and they're going to plant a little too early and then we're going to have some freeze and you know so like this weather's yeah. just screwing with everybody right now hey but it's we unreal. got we got wednesday of course because hey got to get a cold day left in hilton 32 degrees for a high on wednesday what low of 10 i thought it was going to be like 70 this week. no it is and then it's dropping to 13 what are we doing in this state all right. So when we go to Kansas City, do you, heads are falling off. Do you? All right. Do you drive? Do you, do you make it a one day or do you stay the night so you can enjoy yourself? What's the protocol? The night. We'll okay. go and stay one. I night. was hoping you would say that. Yeah. Go stay the night. Cheer on the ladies. Um. And then I'll come we're, back. We're too old. The situation. We're too old to go to that cowboy bar anymore, right? No. No. We'll absolutely stop by. The one queen? where they were the assless chaps, the yeah, waitresses. And they, they, remember when Admire rode the bowl once? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that night specifically because the Texas A&M dance team was there. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, too. That's right. And they were riding they, the bowl all night. Way, way better than Admire. Yeah, much better than our group was doing. No, that's where we that. went. Uh, we went there I after the, the first Big 12 championship the, after beating Baylor. With the lasers, oh, the lasers. It's great. I I'm still surprised we found Matt after that <laughs> night. Just a, I'll never forget the Real night after luck. the first Big Twelve championship. It snowed in Hoiberg. Yeah, because we went in there and it was like 75 degrees when you yep. walked in the. You came out and it was like 10, and, and everybody snowed. was freezing because everybody was in shorts and stuff. And it was just drunk Iowa State fans dancing, singing, stumbling home, kissing yeah. random people, passed and out in alleys. I will say, Love Kansas City. The only way to recreate that elation, and this is not the expectation, I'm just saying, because we've had some success here in the last ten years down in Kansas City. You got to do that, that same thing at a at Elite Eight and win it. You got to make a Final Four to have that that same recreation of jubilation. That's the that's plenty so of time to talk about this, but I feel like this is going to be a team ten years from now when we are I'm nearly turning fifty. Yep, because we have these we have these teams right it's where you have your you've got your Niang injury, you've got the um, there's always the McCarney 05 season that we go back to like yep, where you've the, got the. the Auburn Hills fiasco with Larry. The Auburn Hills fiasco. You've got the Big 12 championship game with Campbell, the Fiesta Bowl team, mm-hmm. where you've got these moments where it's just like, man, you're right there. Right there. And and I get the feeling. I think Ots, there's great years coming. Okay. And I, I said this in year one, and half of you guys laughed at me and called me a homer because he's my friend. Yeah, maybe I was. But I think I'm going to be right when I said I think he's going to be Iowa State's Tom Izzo. Now, does that mean he's going to bring multiple national champions? I don't. I'm not saying that. I think he's going to be here a long ass time. I think there's going to be a lot of really good years. But I also, when you look at this team data wise, and you look at its makeup, you look at it and you go, "This is a really damn good opportunity to do something special." Yep. 
so, so buckle up for the next month because I'm with you, dude. Like I'm watching the draws. I'm watching more college basketball than I've ever watched right now. Everything matters right now because I think this team is that type of a team that could realistically play in a Final Four. And to to back up that point, it's not just uh, the Kool-Aid here on Cyclone Fanatic. Here you go. Ready? Odds to make the Final Four. Oh, yes. run them down. Give me a drum roll. In the the number one spot, UConn at plus 110. So literally one to one. That's a terrible odds. Yeah, but they're they're good. I know they're good, but yeah, I, God, I, I you know agree how crazy the tournament is. We we have a tie for second between Houston, Houston, Purdue. and Purdue at one seventy. So one point seven to one for those on. I bet on Houston for that. I would not touch Purdue. And the fourth spot, a tie, for, a tie for fourth between Arizona and surprises some people. They've been flying under the radar, but I like them. Tennessee. Yep. They've been taking care of business. They just but killed this, A&M yesterday. This is, this is where it gets wild. You have a three-way tie for sixth with the North Carolina State. Tar Heels, the Auburn Tigers, and your Iowa State, Iowa State Cyclones. Four to one to make the final four, plus 400. That is, it's getting lower, everybody. Like As we get closer, it's, the odds are improving as far as Iowa State's favorability. When the seeds come out, most likely... Iowa State will probably have the second best odds in its region to make the Final Four. I can comfortably say that based on yeah, regardless now. of what seed they are. Where right. is Kansas at? On I'm just curious how they're, uh, they're right behind. The they're they're four fifty. So they are they're, seeing what I think. And I, Iowa State and Kansas will not be in the same regional. By the way, this feels. They should. I know what self's doing. Top five. Yeah, they're. But this feels like an early exit or first weekend exit Kansas team. Yeah, I don't. Mind. I don't trust them. I don't. I don't either. Um, Alabama just got Alabama's now dropped. So is Marquette. I, like I mean, those those two teams are similar in that when they're good, they're really good. They're just too Alabama-ish. Yeah, they gave up 110 yesterday. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Well, and that's like I watched an Illinois Iowa game. It's just like similar. I don't same like Illinois. Same with Creighton. Creighton didn't guard at all today. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I, th- I know. Teams, I think it's-, it's evolved so much in ten years. To I, again, my 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 guy, my boy, Palm and I were talking about this. It's like how old these teams have gotten. You have to play defense now. You got to do both. Yep. Where when Fred started this in twelve or whatever, you got him. I don't even nine, whatever the hell year that was. <laughs> His first year was two thousand ten. Well, when he started all this stuff, you you could really be one dimensional, and you know, but it's just the game has changed so much because you've got all these twenty three year olds. Well, look at Virginia. Virginia can't score, and there there are times they're just embarrassment to basketball. They're well, not just look at Iowa thing. State's roster. It's all you need yeah. to know. There's a yeah. McDonald's All American that can't play. Doesn't play. He can't crack the lineup. That's all you need to know about yeah. it. I, so again, I I agree. This is. This doesn't happen often. I, I know I'm optimistic with TJ and Campbell that it's going to happen more. However, we're in this. This is a one in once in a decade type situation entering things. Does that mean it's always going to work out? Nope. But the setup is there. I was, it's done all the hard work and this is when it gets enjoyable. So let's enjoy you. the ride. Yeah. I'm telling you guys. I know we all love Kansas City, but I don't think it'd be the worst thing to lose in the semis. I, 
again, back to my I, the jubilation would be a lot better going to the Final Four than winning the Big Twelve tournament. <laughs> what would happen to Hames if Iowa State made a Final Four? Oh. Do I? Are, are we? That's not. I'm, jinxes aren't real. Jinxes are not real. Nope. I sent our guy. I, I don't know if he ended up going. But Palm was asking me, he wanted him and his wife. She's apparently a big college basketball fan. So why was he here again? He wanted to see Hilton. He had heard it so amazing. He wanted to see it. I'm like, well, you didn't pick a great game to come to, but <laughs> like the worst crowd I've seen. And so now, now obviously it's going to be an eight seed tomorrow. Um, he wanted to go, he wanted a place in Ames where him and his wife could go and have a few drinks and watch games. What'd you, what'd you send him? Welch Avenue station. Oh, I mean, it's where you go, right? It's where you just that's send a sports fan, isn't it? That's where I go. In fact, for those who can't make the game Wednesday or want to watch both the men's and women's at the same time, that's where I'm going to be Wednesday night. We got a we got a bunch of Ames Lager specials at Welch Avenue Station. Wow! Yeah, free advertising on, for them. Free game, free game and post game. Chances are, Jerry Palm was looking at Brooke Burke at some point <laughs> yeah. on Saturday night. Him and his hair. Appreciate it. Um, also, just looking forward to um, just everything. Really, I mean this over the next month because yeah, our our audience is growing every single day, and man, we just we're really lucky to be able to do this. So, thank you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, and Bloom, it's also portal season coming up, so Bloom wants your money. You said it, and I agree. You got to get these pizzas in more spots. We're working on it. Working I want to buy it. these pizzas. So I'm talking to my guy in Bondurant tomorrow. I'm going in there. Oh, see, that's the key. I got to get that Bondurant fairway. Yeah, then, I, then I'll get you. I'll get, but hey, if you're a store, reach out. Brent at WeWillCollective.com. We'll hook you up. They're really good. And it's making a difference. Actually, these, I... Uh, these We Will breakfast pizzas, I feel like would be a life changer for me. Man, it's, it's figured out. But no, but you're right. Thank you, everybody, for your support. I mean, that's what makes this extra special, I think, for at least me, for sure. But then I think Iowa State fans is when Tyrese Hunter left, I think there was some some of the family who said, well, there goes our chances in basketball. And yet, here you are, top 10 in the country with a real chance to be an odds-on favorite to make a Final Four despite all this. So we can compete in this area, and that's why I'm excited for March to keep building and and see where Iowa State can go from here, along with the great the greatness that is Cyclone Nation. We're all going to do this together. Feels like we should probably do Wednesday's show on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. We'll get you guys a time on when we will do that, but yeah. We will not do Williams and Bloom Wednesday on Wednesday afternoon because it would completely date. We will bid adieu to Oklahoma for the last time in Hilton, probably. He's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. We appreciate our great sponsor, Mechdyne, uh, signing off from the Wild Rose Casino Studios. Have a great work week.